It is indeed Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440 with Brandon Douglas and Declan Kruger filling in for Connor, who is feeling a little bit under the weather. Fantasy Frenzy, as always, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Declan, a regular uh, occurring, recurring guest on the show, now in the... uh, (laughs) The co-host chair for the day. How are you? How was uh, your Thanksgiving weekend? Did you take in a lot of football? Great college games. I know you're a big uh, fan of that as well. So uh, preaching give, my us, language. Give, us, give us a quick wrap on Declan Kruger's Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Listen, couple of Thanksgivings. That's what you get when you come from a divorced family. So that's always nice. Couple of good meals. Ate myself sick, uh, of course. Lots of football this weekend, like you talked about. Overall, it was great. It was great to see some family, see the grandparents. Don't see them too often. Like I said, get into some turkey, some pumpkin pie. It's a staple. I didn't do anything too crazy, but... Uh, I love Thanksgiving. Had a great time. So, did you take any Wilhawk beef jerky as your contribution to uh, one of these multiple Thanksgiving dinners you attended? I did not. I offered. I said, "Listen, guys, I'm coming to your dinner. I can bring some Wilhawk beef jerky." And they said, "Declan, it's too good. It's going to overshadow the rest of the meal. You can't do that." So I kept it at home, more for me. Uh, I know they would have loved to get into it, but I was thinking about the rest of the table. Very understandable, and uh, like you said, a little bit selfish, but. Listen, it's it's that good. My mom was slaving away. She was putting work into that turkey. I couldn't show up with the whale hawk and put her to shame like that. So I kept it at home more for me. They can come over and have it. Uh, You can come over and have it. I got plenty to go around. Yeah, you can swing right by here in the mall, take a pop by the studios, wave at us through the glass, and then head over to whale hawk and get yourself some beef jerky. They got pepperoni. They got pickled goods in the back, even some like candy and coffee and stuff. So Always a good time at Wilhawk Beef Jerky and uh, our good buddy Trent Wilhawk, his Cowboys. Oof. The most anticipated game of the weekend, Sunday night football, and it was a stinker. Let me ask you something, Brandon. Are the Cowboys, are they even good? Because they're definitely not great. We saw that, but are they even good? I think they're still good. Okay. But I, listen, they, they definitely separated themselves. They are not in the same conversation of the yes. NFC as the Niners, who stomped them, the Eagles, and I'm willing to say it at this point, the Detroit, Detroit Lions. I'm very happy to hear you say that. I was going to throw it in if it wasn't mentioned. I think the Detroit Lions absolutely deserve to be in that camp with how they've played. And again, like I think if you put Detroit and Dallas on a neutral field, I think Detroit's favored by about three and a half in that game. Yeah. Oh, I, I think so too. But... Uh, as always on Fantasy Frenzy, we want to hear from you, the listeners. Send us a text message, one 401 1440 You can let us know how your weekend of fantasy went, if it was uh, sandwiched around keeping tabs on the game while you're sitting at the table with Thanksgiving dinner. Maybe you wrapped up dinner right before the Monday nighter last night. Uh, I'm not going to say a boring game, but a low-scoring one for sure between the Raiders and Packers. And I'll just come out and say this right off the top, Declan. I had a terrible weekend of fantasy football. Okay, let me hear Because, listen, I know Connor's talked about doing a segment, Who Let You Down? Yeah. So I would love to hear, who let you down this week? Walk me through it. What happened? What happened this week in Brandon Douglas's fantasy world? Some of it was self-inflicted. Uh, in my Superflex League, I um, opted. The, it started off great going to picking up Sam Howell on waivers to, to play in that Thursday night game. Had a great day. But uh, a lot of guys on by, David Njoku, Amari Cooper, um, among me, the multiple coverage, Jerome Ford and Cream Hunt, who I mentioned on the show a couple weeks back, spent uh, my whole bag on securing. Was... <laughs> and uh, and then on the other side in my dynasty league, it was this not as much self inflicted, but virtually half of my full team was on buy between Seahawks, uh, Bucks, uh, multiple Browns again there as well. So I basically just had to like 
shoehorned together a roster to even feel like picked up Luke Musgraves as a tight end. Uh, oh, so it was dire. It, it was dire. Okay. It was pretty dire. He had an okay game he overall. Did. And, but, but Josh Dobbs, as my emergency quarterback, did not. So tough weekend for me. But uh, like you said, Declan, I want to hear from everybody else across the board because it was a weird weekend of NFL football. Uh, the upset Sunday morning from London, the Jags getting over the Bills. Uh, Sean McDermott's um, McDermott, pardon me's travel plans not looking quite as smart as maybe he thought they were in terms of going over there so late in the week. But uh, what about your weekend, Declan, on the fantasy side of things? Did you come out looking pretty rosy? So I went one and two in my three. First of all, I've said this for years, but three leagues is too many. I think two is the perfect amount. I found myself in three because it's three different friends, friend groups, right? So you kind of have to, it's tough to turn down. But I went one and two in the leagues this week. I Listen, I had Tyreek Hill in one of my leagues. Um, he obviously had had near a 30 point performance but aside from that uh, my team left a lot to be desired here I'll, I'll read through some of the stat lines from some of my guys this week so i had damian pierce mm. he only gave another, me 8.7 8. week yeah yeah not great from him i had terry mclaurin 6.9 michael Pittman, 7.7 so anytime you see skill position players like that in the single digits it leaves a lot to be desired but my biggest gaffe of the week Different league Thursday nighter. There was one wide receiver who had a star making performance out of Chicago and he was left on my bench. So going to have to eat that one a little bit. DJ Moore obviously had the 45, but not quite a 50 burger, but he had a 45 point McNugget meal. Uh, Left that on my bench for Puka Nakua. Michael Pittman is well in that league and Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs had a fine game, but anytime you leave that on the bench, you're probably not going to win. And of course I didn't. Yeah, it's uh, it can be t- a lot of low scoring both in both my leagues that I looked across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, both my teams were uh, pathetic totals put up, but uh, kind of across the across the league, not a lot of big fantasy numbers put up. Um, but I think uh, another topic that is very prevalent uh, here on Tuesday morning still uh, the injuries coming out of the weekend. Yes. Justin Jefferson, a guy that I can only imagine countless people much like myself, in both my leagues, count on every week to buoy your team. Minimum four weeks out going on the injured reserve. That's brutal. Devon A. Chan, one of the most popular waiver wire pickups. I drafted him as a rookie out of the Dynasty League. He's out multiple weeks. Um, Cowboys defense, Leighton Van Der Esch out a long time. Like, the Jets' O-line gets even more beat up. It was pretty suspect to begin with. Matt Milano was a big one out of Buffalo Out of Buffalo's D as well. Like, Lot of and if you look over the course of the five weeks of the NFL so far, they are piling up offensive players, defensive players, and a lot of these are not just short term injuries. A lot of these are, yeah. like we said, a month plus a two months and several several season ending. Yeah, ones. we've seen s- s- some really big name cornerbacks out with season enders. Trey White, Christian Gonzalez. I mean, obviously Nick Chubb is an obvious one. We've we've talked about that before, but yeah, it really is. And I don't I don't know if you liken this back to artificial turf. I know it's, I mean, listen, it's a contact sport. It's a violent game. It's tough to pin it on one attribute, but it certainly can't be helping. Well, you look at uh, Travis Kelsey looking like he might have the been turf monster up yeah. and uh, somehow comes back and like, it looked like that injury was serious. It did. The Com- way he comes back down. and scores a touchdown. Yep. Well, his girlfriend was watching. He had to show up big for Taylor, but the way he went down, it just like, he just kind of fell. He like collapse. He didn't collapse by any stretch, but he just went down. And it's always those plays where you're like, Ooh, like if you can't even fight through this in open space with no defender really around something bad happened. Now he did come back, like you said, in score, but that's, that's definitely one to worry about. 
Victor dropping in on the inbox. You can as well. 1-833-401-1440. Victor saying, a perfect weekend in fantasy. Hard to lose when you don't play and you always finish first when it's all in your head. Very true, Victor. Um, curious if Victor is a fantasy hockey guy, maybe. Looking back at a couple of his previous messages, might be more of a hockey guy, which mm. I think we're going to talk some uh, some serious puck talk here in segment number two. Had NHL, my draft yesterday. NHL season gets mm-hmm. underway. I can't wait to hear how your draft went. Um, I've got all mine wrapped up. And if you haven't already, I do believe... I'm going to double-check this in the break, so I don't want to be spreading false information, but you do still have time to sign up for the Fantasy Frenzy Hockey Pool. $25 is your entry fee. You e-transfer it to Connor at sports1440.ca. I think even in his uh, slightly disoriented state, he can still uh, bring those in. Just make sure you include your email address in the message portion of the e-transfer. So then Connor can then send you back the login details for the league. You basically are picking from a collection of players. It's it's a box league. If you're not familiar, you get kind of categories of players in similar tiers, quote-unquote, if you want to call them that. You pick one player from each box. I think it's like a dozen forwards, handful of defensemen, and a few goalies. And it's just uh, very straight-up goals, assists, some blocks and hits mixed in there, and goalies wins some really good bonus points for goalies, assists, and goals. So a lot of people rooting for some goalie goals this year uh, if you load it up on the high-end goaltender. So once again, if you're interested in getting in on our hockey pool, Fantasy Frenzy, $25 to at or Connor at sports1440.ca with your email address in the message line. And that uh, not only, if you win, can secure yourself a great first prize, which at the moment is a dinner for 20 past a dinner at the Canadian Brew House. And a $200 gift card to go with that as well. So a great first prize. Probably a little bit of a cash prize to go along with it as well. But the majority of the money going to be going to a great cause, Gregor's Grads, which uh, a great um, endeavor put on by our very own Jason Gregor where he you know, tries to outfit um, young men getting into graduation season in the spring with some suits. And then they even get to keep the suits so as they move on in life, whether it be job interviews or whatever the case, they're outfitted well and can look their best. Message from JCD, 20... Who has 20 friends? I was thinking the same thing, actually, when you were saying, obviously I know about this prize, but when you were saying that, I was thinking, I don't think I could scrounge together 20 people to go out for dinner, but uh, hopefully the lucky winner has more friends than I do and they can put it together. But just uh, if, listen, if you're, if you're missing out on somebody, give us a call because me and Brandon will happily show up. Here's, so it's funny that JCD texts us in because over the weekend I put this, uh, the information for the pool on my personal Instagram story and uh, I knew as soon as I did that this one friend of mine he always responds to stories like this with dumb questions, not relevant comments. And he said, who has 20 friends? And I said to him, I was like, because I, I kind of have friend pools from different areas, obviously up here in the city and then back home around Delburn. And I didn't have to dig too deep into my Rolodex to come up with 20 names from each group that I would take for a pass to dinner. Who's going to turn down a free pass to dinner at the brew house where you also have a massive gift card to uh, help fit some of the uh, the drinks bill probably, and you already know all the drinks at the brew house are great, round of dangles for the boys. Who's turning that down? So to both JCD and Bryce, uh, if you're listening today, Bryce, if you're struggling to find 20 friends, like if you're playing in a fantasy league, there's 12 guys, 10, 12 guys automatically. You might not even know some of them that well. But this is a fantasy show. It's a fantasy prize. Take them out and treat them. 
Invite your buddy's buddy from there, the fantasy football league. He'll go. love you for it. And and think about it. if you're inviting guys from your fantasy league, whether it be hockey or football, and you just invite them for a free dinner where you're footing the bill, I think that could earn you some serious favor and brownie points for trying to get some trades across the wire. I was down gonna the line. say, I was gonna say, listen, if you're trying to, you know, trade Justin Jefferson for for Donta Foreman, all of a sudden that trade looks pretty sweet if you take someone out to a free pasta dinner. So Victor, following up on what I said, I don't play fantasy. It would take up too much of my time. I donated my $25 to Gregor's grad for the NHL pool because it's set and forget and a great cause. So true, Victor. Anybody that maybe is in a similar boat where you think that uh, fantasy hockey, especially with games every day, is a little bit too much of a time commitment. That's the great thing about this pool is that it's unlimited number of entries. So you're competing against everybody all at once. We can interact with all of our listeners and... You set it and forget it. You pick your players once and that's it. See you never. And you can check in on the standings once a week, once a day, once a month, whatever suits your own personal fancy. So thank you for, uh, for pointing that out, Victor. We're glad to have you on board and uh, hoping for a great season for your team that you have assembled. JCD, I would just go and get one pasta dinner and 19 to-go boxes. Not a bad idea. I think a that's a little selfish, but I, not that, a bad idea. I think idea. that's what uh, the health nuts call meal prep. Mm. You just go home and stuff those 19 in the deep freeze and pull one out uh, a day for whatever, two thirds of a month. Sounds like our friend JCD is a little bit of a gym bro. I respect that. Okay. <laughs> All righty, Declan. In the next break, we are going to get to your hockey draft. We're going to mm. talk some puck. We got some text coming in on the line um, and a couple uh, other questions as well football related we got time we're we're seeing if we can maybe get a guest to join us here in the next break but uh, a couple early messages sent out since it was semi last minute by me it's not yielding too positive results so far but that's okay i think you and i can steer the ship and a lot uh, there's more than enough questions on the inbox right now we should be able to uh, to handle that so if you have any questions comments or, uh, hey, just checking in and saying hello on a Tuesday morning following Thanksgiving dinner. one 401 is how you can get a hold of us. Or via email, Brandon at sports1440.ca, Declan at sports1440.ca. And uh, you can always hit us up on social media as well. Declan, your Twitter handle is at Declan Kruger. Yes, it's very basic. It's just everything on all platforms is just my name, at Declan Kruger. I'm not very creative with it. I wish I was in that circumstance because my handles are a nightmare. I was going to say Brandon Douglas. There are probably quite a few Brandon Douglas. There's more than a few Brandon Douglas. So you can find me at B underscore A underscore D. One seven two seven and uh, at Sports fourteen forty and at Fantasy Frenzy AM. Lots of places to keep track of us. And uh, if you miss any parts of the show, past or present, you can always go back and listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. By just searching Fantasy Frenzy. We'll get to all your questions in the inbox coming up next. One eight three three four one fourteen forty. If you got something for us, I'm Brandon Douglas. He's Declan Kruger, and this is Fantasy Frenzy on Sports fourteen forty. Brought to you by Whalehawk Beef Jerky. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. I'm Brandon Douglas. Declan Krugler. Krugler. The Kugler. Guest hosting today is Connor Halley under the weather and uh, taking some recovery time, hoping to make it back in for the Jason Greger Show this afternoon because that is a much longer grind than this one hour we get to occupy the airwaves here from 11 to 12 every day, Monday to Friday. Declan, you did your hockey draft. I did. Why don't you, uh, I, I know we were just talking about this over the break. You like hockey. You're a hockey fan, obviously. Are there any non-hockey fans really in Edmonton? 
Right. I mean, it's tough not to be a hockey fan in this market. You grow up, you have to be a hockey fan, otherwise you're ostracized. So you got to learn to love it early. But you're not necessarily a fantasy hockey person. Yeah, no, I was saying during the break, I mean, when it, when it comes to fantasy football, having your fantasy team every Sunday, and obviously to a degree Monday and Thursday as well, it enhances the enjoyment of watching the games. With hockey, I just find it a little tough to manage. There's so much more that goes into it with the game shifting every day. So it doesn't, like, I like to watch the hockey games and appreciate the hockey games. I don't necessarily watch it for fantasy investment the way I do other sports, the way I do football mainly. Uh, I mean, listen, I'll still, if my buddies invite me to join a league, I'm always going to be in there. But it's just, it's not, like I, like, I love fantasy football and I love watching the games and they make the fantasy football better. I don't feel that way with hockey. Or vice versa. What I think I might have messed up my words, but so, you get the, you get the gist. Yeah, we we see where you're coming from here, and and like I said, you totally understand. Well, fantasy hockey is a little bit more of a commitment because it is usually every day set in the lineup, but that is not the case with the fantasy frenzy hockey pool mm-hmm. that we've had a couple messages uh, coming in, just asking for some clarification on the details. Yes, once more, running out of time here, so make sure you do it uh, post haste. E transfer twenty five dollars to Connor at sports1440.ca put your email address in the message line of the e-transfer there's normally a little message box there just type it in just your email address and then connor will return an email with the login details and once you have those you can go pick your team check off one name in each box and then like uh, i just love what victor said set it and forget it Mm -hmm. for the whole season you can just check the standings whenever you want competing for Dinner for 20 at the Canadian Brew House and a $200 gift card, probably a little cash prize to go in there. And who knows, maybe we'll wrangle up some uh, some secondary prizing as well. Maybe some, uh, if we can get some some decent ones on board, some like just random, almost like door prize style ones, draw names, whoever had the least amount of points in the league without trying to maybe, if you just got some bad injury luck. Lots of things we can do here because uh, the hockey season, of course, very long and it gets underway tonight. Declan, three games on tap, including the debut of Connor Bedard with the Chicago Blackhawks. We've had a few different hockey guests on, and there's been varying um, ideas about what he can accomplish as a rookie player in his point totals, which then directly reflects to his value as a fantasy player. Frank Saravalli on with Kevin Karras this morning said, and he wrote this piece at Daily Faceoff, he thinks Connor Bedard can hit 100 points. Okay. Are you on board with that? And if not, what do you think is a realistic target for Connor Bedard in his rookie season? I had him pegged around 80. I think he can be near a points per game player his first season. The problem is I just don't see I just don't see a lot of talent on that Chicago team that's going to be helping him. I think he's going to be a one-trick pony in part for most of the season. Now, does he have the talent to get there? Yes. Well, do I think he'll be an incredibly successful successful rookie? Yes. But do I think the 100-point mark is a bit of a stretch for his first season? I do. I just don't think there's enough surrounding pieces to help him, especially on that power play. Um, so I think, listen, I think 80 points, is that, that's a great benchmark. I think that's well within his capabilities. Does he have the talent to surpass that? Sure. But again, like I said, I revert back. I don't know if the supporting cast can get him there. Yeah. I... I'll be honest. I went in before the preseason started saying 70 points, 31 goals. That is a really good rookie season mm-hmm. for an 18-year-old player in the NHL. Six times, I believe, maybe six or seven times in NHL history, 100 points has been eclipsed by a rookie player. Only twice was it an 18-year-old. Yep. Don't quote me on these stats. I don't have them right in front of me. 
Dale Howard, Chuck, and Sidney Crosby. It I sounds think. right. I think. Without having the stats in front of me either, those <laughs> those sound like two guys who would do it. Those sound Listen, like very realistic. I think he can get 30 goals. And I, I think, think he can get 50 apples. I do, but... I mean, listen. So, if did Frank mention what his stat line might be to get him to a hundred points? Does he think like thirty-five and sixty-five, twenty and eighty, thirty and seventy? Because I think all of those assist numbers are stretches. You, he didn't, he did not specify um, on air with us. But I'm sure if you go read his piece at mm-hmm. Daily Faceoff, you can probably uh, dive into a little bit more. And in, in Frank's defense, he did say these were his like bold takes yeah. uh, before the season. So, the more I've watched him in preseason, and yes, it is just preseason, but you got a lot of guys uh, vying for jobs out there. Like, not every team is in the same situation as the Oilers, where it's, okay, minimum games for your veterans, just piecemeal your way through the preseason, let's get to the real thing. There's a lot of other teams that have players competing for jobs. Like, the, the preseason isn't necessarily this dance in the park. Is it on par with the intensity of a regular season game that he's probably going to see tonight going up against this new-look Penguins defense corps and mm-hmm. Carlson joining Latang and yep. company? No, it's obviously not going to be as tough as that, but I, I'm starting to lean more towards that 80-point mark that you said. I don't think quite a point per game, and a lot of it, of course, would hinge on him being able to stay healthy for the entirety of the season. But I think between 70 and 75 points is where I am now putting my benchmark for what I think Connor Bedard can do in his rookie season. And in your draft you did yesterday, mm-hmm. where did Connor Bedard go in the pecking order? Connor Bedard was a... Early third rounder. I believe he was the third pick of the third round. I'll tell you exactly. uh, I'll tell you who he went behind on the team he went to. Just give me one moment here. Obviously, it's going to take a a second to pull up. While Declan's thing loads, I want to remind everybody that, of course, Sports 1440 and uh, the Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Ed. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. And once Declan finds his team, mm. we are going to jump into the Canadian Brewhouse inbox. Oh. Join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Uh, Connor was not at a Brewhouse last night because of the holiday Monday, but I will be back at it again this Thursday. I haven't checked my location yet i rarely do more than a day out but uh, you can guarantee that the vibes will be high the drinks will be cold the food will be terrific and the uh, the energy to watch a thursday night football game is always great at the canadian brew house so right before we jump into our inbox declan do you have your information i do so he like i said he went third he went the third round now the two players taken on this team ahead of him were zabinajad and kale mccarr two notable players taken after him Matt Boldy and Igor Shosturkin. So he falls right in the middle of those five players. Deserved or not, I'm not sure. But clearly, there's a lot of hype around this guy. There's some faith that he can be that points per game or that 70, 75 point per game player that I talked about. Uh, We'll see what happens. Listen, I think he's going to be a great player. I think in a couple years, he's going to be, I think in three, four years, he's going to be a top six, seven player in the NHL, maybe top five. So I think he's going to get there. But obviously, listen, you, you talked about it. Coming in as an 18 year old rookie. Only been done twice, that 100-point mark. It's going to be tough. There's going to be a growth period. And again, not to sound like a broken record, but I just don't think that supporting cast can elevate him the way he's going to need to elevate his supporting cast. So it'll be tough, but we'll see. All right, let's dive into the Canadian Brewhouse inbox and uh, see what we got for some questions from listeners. Uh, This one coming from Spaghetti. Do you think T. Higgins would be able to land any of Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, 
or Etienne? Declan, I'll let you field this one first. I mean, my first thought, listen, he's coming, he's injured, coming off an injury. Montgomery, Etienne, and who was the other one? Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, mm. Travis Etienne. Certainly not Jonathan Taylor, I think, because I think Jonathan Taylor has to prove himself now, right? Like he's there. He, they're not going to give up on give up on him after one game splitting touches with with Zach Moss when he just came back. David Montgomery has been such a bell cow in a Detroit Lions offense that has looked incredible. And Travis Etienne is, has, has, has had a couple of uh, back-to-back really good weeks this week, especially. I don't think you could do one-for-one one T. Higgins for any of those guys. If it's a keeper league, I think a sixth, seventh-round pick plus T. Higgins could get you there. Otherwise, I think there would need to be at least some type of legitimate RB2 or flex option running back position that goes into that trade. But I think those guys are all too valuable. They're all too much of workhorses for, for I mean, listen, Jonathan Taylor hasn't proven it yet, but we've seen what he can do in the past. David Montgomery's been incredible this season, and I think Travis Etienne's off to a hot start as well. So my first my first and final thought will be no, you cannot trade him one for one. But I think in a keeper league, a pick can certainly get you there. A sixth, seventh round pick, somewhere in there. Yeah, I I don't see it. Um the Bengals look like they maybe turned a corner this weekend, which uh, is another question that we'll get to in just a second here. Counterpoint, though, was against the Cardinals. So, But the Cardinals, I think, have been a lot feistier than people definitely were giving them credit for at the start of the year. They've been feistier, but I think their defense still leaves a lot to be desired. Listen, they looked better, no question. I'm not going to get you off your tangent here, but I just think hold the, hold the phone a, a little bit, just a touch. Understandable. And I, I'm not saying the Bengals are back. Uh, I think they're still probably in that second tier of AFC teams. Be- and probably just because we know what they are capable of. But T. Higgins, you're talking about a WR2 at best on a team that likes to throw the ball to their running backs. Jamar Chase is going to get the vast majority of um, attention from your quarterback. Whereas David Montgomery right now, you can't argue that he's RB1 in Detroit. Uh, Jameer Gibbs missed this last weekend, but even previously, they're not using him a ton yet. Really seems like they're easing him into his NFL career, much to the chagrin of uh, those of us that drafted him probably too high. Jonathan Taylor, it was his first game back, very limited action, but they didn't just pay him all that money. Uh, Jim Irsay kind of caving on everything he said before the season started. They didn't pay him all that money to uh, be splitting carries with um, Zach Moss down in Indy. And Travis Etienne, he's going to lose some like touchdown options to, to Bigsby, I think, mm-hmm. the tank. I agree. But those are all legitimate RB1s. I don't think you're going to be landing him straight across by any stretch. And uh, it would have to take a team dealing from a position of strength with their running backs, like they got one they're willing to lose, to be able to give or to be willing to give one up for a second tier wide receiver option uh, on his own team not even in the general market right so I, I think spaghetti you're probably in a little bit tough there you'd probably have to ante up quite a bit more on your side of the table to make it happen but i wish you the best all the same um back to the broncos this one from leanne are my joe burrow worries over wasn't able to watch the game uh leanne it's one game compared to what we saw for the first four weeks but i think you can probably pretty comfortably say that Joe Burrow looked a lot more like the Joe Burrow we've come to know and love over the past several seasons. That that calf injury, probably not out of the woods by any stretch, but he looked more mobile. He looked more like himself, more comfortable throwing the ball. And him and Jamar Chase, the, the connection is obvious, it's evident, and it's dynamic. So um, if I were you, I would be comfortable leaning back in on Joe Burrow again as a starting option moving forward. 
Declan? Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Listen, I think if he had just been playing bad and then all of a sudden kind of got his groove back together and the yips were gone, I would say it's a lot easier. But I think anytime there's still a lingering injury, there's still a little bit of a hesitancy on my part. I, I think, listen, I think Joe Burrow's going to be fine. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, but but a performance like that against the Arizona Cardinals, who, like you said, they are frisky. They do hang in games. I'm still a little bit hesitant to, to see how this injury is going to affect him moving forward when they start playing you know, some tough division games, some tough on the road games. Uh, uh, I would never be all the way out on Joe Burrow, but I'm not 100% confident he's going to be back to the Joe Burrow that took those Bengals to the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship game last year. I'm just a little worrisome, but it's definitely at a lower rung. It's not DEFCON 1 anymore. It's like DEFCON 4. We're moving it down. I think he's going to be okay. Spaghetti coming back. The owner of those three backs. One player owns all those running backs. Wow. Um, Just lost Jefferson. So I'll try to add Addison in there with Higgins. I like that. Now we're talking. I I think that is a very realistic trade option. You're giving him uh, the immediate replacement plus some extra wide receiver depth as as an extra option for running backs that have a lot of potential, but aren't... I mean, they're not Christian McCaffrey. Of right? course, so, of course. Um, I, I, Although I, Jonathan Taylor, maybe. He can be, but, but it's, not, it's not going to really. take a ramp-up period for sure. Well, Brandon, let me ask you this, and not to interrupt you here. Who would you target out of those three running backs? I'll ask that to Spaghetti as well, who, who his most favorable target out of David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, and Travis Etienne would be. But I wonder if you could get one of those guys in that package. Which one are you looking at specifically? If it were me, it'd be Jonathan Taylor. I um, think so. The, the upside is just too the, high. The upside with what we've seen from him in the past and now this very different... Uh, Shane Steichen's done a great job with this Colts offense. Uh, whether it be Anthony Richardson or constantly getting hurt and having to be replaced by Gardner Minshew, Minshew they've approached it a different way. Obviously, Minshew's not Anthony Richardson physically or uh, skill set-wise, but still able to get the job done. And the Colts have been right up there for most surprising teams Absolutely. of the NFL so far. Absolutely. So um, if you if you pair Taylor and what we know he's capable of with this new dynamic running ba- or running quarterback option, I think their options are limitless. You could be looking – I mean, Steichen came from the Eagles. He was their OC. Mm-hmm. You could be looking at that same similar type dynamic uh, down the line as well for the Colts. So I'd be after Jonathan Taylor. The price might be a little bit higher for him. Um, I think Montgomery is probably the lowest buy option on that because of Gibbs sitting in behind him. Yeah, but Montgomery's been such a bell cow. Like, they just love giving and it And he's to a him. touchdown machine. He has is. been for virtually his whole career. Um, there was another text somewhere down below about Jonathan Taylor as well. This one coming from KM. Injury bug finally got me. Jefferson out, but Taylor came back for me last week, and guess who I benched? Moss, as in Zach Moss. As for Jefferson, do I try and trade him for a WR1? Uh, I would say no. The It's going to be a month, but you kind of just got to try and weather a storm because you know a, a month seems like a long time in a season that is as short as the NFL, but he's going to be back for plenty of time to help you get to the playoffs, and then if you're, if you're able to be in the playoff race in your own fantasy league, he's a guy that wins you leagues because yep. he puts up staggering totals every week, and I... I still can't believe the Vikings are one and four. I almost refuse to believe it, but it's the reality. And um, they're if they can somehow you know stay alive, run five hundred here um, in the four weeks that Jefferson's out, they're they're still not going to be out of it. The NFC outside of those couple top teams, I think, is pretty wide open um, in terms of wild card spots. So I, I don't think if speaking for myself, I'm not trading Je- uh, Justin Jefferson. No, no. chance. 
in any in e- either of my leagues. Um, spaghetti coming back in. I have Zach Moss, so I was thinking to go for JT. Yeah, get the handcuff. I like I that. Think, I think that's a good uh, a good play. Just as a tail on, there's no way I'm trading Justin Jefferson. Listen, four weeks can feel like an eternity, especially when the NFL is only 17 weeks long. But this is a guy who's the de facto number one pick for a reason. He's going to win you games on his own. Anytime you have Justin Jefferson, you're going to be in the matchup that week. You're going to presumably just on his back be near the top of your league. Obviously, there's a lot that goes into a fantasy football team, but that's how good he is. You don't trade that for a four-week injury. No, no, I certainly do not think so. All right, we will get to more of your messages. one 1440 If you've got them for us, we can talk hockey. We can talk football. We can maybe even talk a little fantasy NBA. We got Declan Kruger in here, big fantasy, uh, fantasy basketball guy, big basketball guy in general, can provide much more insight than I can. So if you're getting an early start on that NBA preseason that underway, throw us your questions. We're happy to take them one more time. one 1440 That Canadian Brewhouse inbox segment was brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. Steak night is back. The 40-ounce steak night back at the CBH. Saturday, October 21st. Get your tickets today. You can find all the details online at thecanadianbrewhouse.com. 40-ounce steak. Could you put that down, Declan? Does that include the gristle? Like you ever Buddy, see, there's not a ton of gristle on these steaks that the brew house is grilling up. They're top tier. That's the right answer. You're damn right I could put down a 40-ouncer. We might have to get you out there and do that challenge. All right, we'll get back to more of your questions on the inbox right after the break. You are listening to Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440 with Brandon Douglas. Declan Kruger brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It is Fantasy Frenzy powered by Wilhawk Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. Brandon Douglas, Declan Kruger co-hosting with us today is Connor Halley, a little under the weather. And Declan, you have just been firing off messages on our text line inbox. one 1440 if you got questions for us about your fantasy hockey team heading into the night game, uh, night one. Three games on tap. Uh, maybe you're looking ahead to the waiver wire as a lot of big injuries on the on the board after this weekend, uh, myself falling victim to a couple of them. Devon Achan out multiple weeks. Justin Jefferson, minimum of four. Declan, mm. this is one I want to get to. You to replied to this trade offer from Moonwatcher. He says he sent us pictures of his roster, so I won't dive all the way into that. But he asked, who could I trade to get Cooper Cup? So, like I said, without maybe diving into their entirety of their roster, uh, just kind of run over this reply you sent them and maybe if anybody else is keen on going after cup now looking very good in his return to the lineup what do you think it would cost to acquire a player of this caliber yeah so what i said here was and obviously like you said won't go down the whole roster but i said someone like a saquon and a zach moss with a terry and a chris olave the name value makes it looks like he wins the trade because obviously those are some big name players but i think you come out better saquon obviously coming off the injury terry in that washington offense has been spotty at best despite how talented he is chris olave is going to be the best piece in that trade you're giving away probably Zach Moss is now splitting touches with Jonathan Taylor or might lose a significant amount of the workload so the name value makes it look like that's a competitive trade or that he can win the trade but I think you're getting the best player who you know we know what he can do with Matt with Matthew Stafford so that that's what I was going for it's mixing the name value that have been underperforming for the big name in Cooper Cup I hope I made that articulate enough. I, I, I think you did a very good job articulating that. I was and out we, of breath. And so. we had another uh, another message. I won't say who it was um, because they asked us to give them some feedback, not on air because 
the person they're suggesting this trade to also listens to the show. We love that. We love getting some rivalries going within your own league and seeing, uh, you know, whether you're fading us or agreeing with what we have to say on a week-to-week basis, how it pays off. Uh, like it for Spruce Grove Steve, who says, uh, by the way, thanks, Brandon, for the DJ Moore advice. Won me my week. This going back to last Thursday ahead of the Commanders game where I said, why not take a flyer on DJ Moore uh, ahead of that game? He's the only person on that offense capable of catching the ball. That proved quite true. So no problem, Steve. Uh, I won't take credit. I will say congrats on the win because uh, next time you take my advice and it blows up in your face, I don't want you coming in hot on the inbox saying that uh, I'm a total goober and a loser and should uh, consider a different profession. Spaghetti back in again. Uh, I hate that I took a flamer, but I was able to grab Huberto with last pick in a 10-man league. Has to be some value there this year. Spaghetti. Yes. I took him late too. I took QB really late as well. I think I got him in like the 11th round or so. So, Biggest drop-off uh, in NHL history from of points from one season to the next. 115 to 55. There's no way he gets 55 points again. What, and so we, it's, I'll throw you a similar question like I did with Bedard there, mm-hmm. earlier. For Huberdo to be or consider the season a success with the Flames, I mean, you know, team success aside, I think the Flames are going to bounce back, be much more competitive, Goaltending will be much better. Jacob Markstrom is a proven commodity. What yep. do you look at as realistic for Huberto's point totals this year? You said you took a flyer on him late mm-hmm. as well. So what do you what do you, can you expect from him? You think? Well, I don't think he'll ever get 115 points again. I think he had lightning in the bottle. He got paid. He got a lot of money for that season. So congratulations to him. Do I think he? Can, I don't even know if I think he can be a hundred point player again. But if you look at his years and if you look at his years in Florida before the 115 point season, he was he was consistent. He he was up in the 70 80 range. I think. I think he can be an 85-point guy. I really do. I think he can get 27 and 58, something somewhere in that range. I think I think he can be an 80-plus point guy. But 115, that was a write-off. I don't think he'll ever reach that 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 level again. Yeah, I, I concur. You, you hit every, every one there. So um, let's try and roll through a few more texts before maybe dabbling in a little... NBA fantasy before we round out the show. Uh, this one caught my eye, came in a little bit earlier from DK. What would you trade for Jordan Addison? Of course, now looking to take on a much bigger role in the absence of Justin Jefferson. I was very high on Addison uh, coming into the season, understanding that you know his targets are going to be somewhat limited because you play on a team with the best wide receiver in the NFL. But he's looked good. He's been a guy that Kirk Cousins has counted on, leaned on him late in that game, uh, despite their their final drive coming up short because they couldn't get the ball snapped on a fourth down, mm-hmm. which drove uh, somebody that was on the over in that game absolutely insane. But in terms of trading for him, I think this really depends on league format. Is it a dynasty or keeper league? Because in that circumstance, Jordan Addison holds a ton of value. Certainly. S- standard league, not quite as much so. He's going to be valuable for these four weeks, but after that, uh, probably shift back into a bench option, uh, spot duty type situation. So for me, once again, without knowing what uh, everybody's layout is on the team, like you're going to have to replace the receiver for whoever uh, you're mm-hmm. going to and probably entice them with a complimentary player. Like you're not trading two starters on your team for Jordan Addison, but I think one starter and probably a good like borderline bench starter player uh, yeah. in a different position. Uh, because once again, trades are hard without actually actual proposals in front of us because you never know what the other team has to offer or what they need, right? So, but the price for Addison is not going to be cheap 
as of this morning or as of yesterday yeah. morning, basically. I think you could do like a Michael Pittman who can be a flex option wide receiver, maybe a low end wide receiver too. Michael Pittman with like with a proven but not extraordinary running back. Maybe someone like I mean what would be a good name? The first name that came to mind would be Josh Jacobs, just with the season he's having, but we know what he can do. I don't know if he'd be involved in that. But maybe someone like a Jalen Warren, potentially like a, a Ramondre Stevenson, something like that, like a low-end running back and a low-end flex option wide receiver. Because I think, listen, in a standard league, like you said, Jordan Addison, uh, after these four weeks, what's his value going to hold? It's, it remains to be seen. In a keeper league, I would imagine you got him a little bit later. He's going to hold a lot more value. I think a pick, pick could be or a pick swap could be in play there. Uh, but like I said, low-end wide receiver two, high-end flex wide receiver, and a fringe starting running back I think would be a good trade package for a guy like Addison. No name on this text. Send us your name. We're We're getting the... Rolodex here on this text system nice and full but uh, always nice to see new texters as well this one uh, so off are asking Pollard for Puka fills a need on both sides Puka Nakua proved to us this weekend that even with Cooper cut back in the mix getting getting his like it was it was very vintage Cooper Cup in terms of volume and uh, ability once the ball's in his hands but there's still a role for Puka Nakua in that mm-hmm. offense and as such a place on your fantasy roster for him. I do think that the player acquiring Tony Pollard here probably gets the upper hand in this trade because Nakua is not a WR1 on his own team. And Tony Pollard, the, we, right off the top, we said it's sorry, Trent, but to, uh, Trent Wilhawk to link back around to this. The Cowboys, Dak Prescott is, is not an elite quarterback. He's an okay quarterback. At best. But they really lean on Tony Pollard and the run game. And whether that be as a check down guy or actually just getting the handoffs. I like, I'll just come on and like say this right off the top. I did not watch Sunday night's game. I was on the mm-hmm. road back to the city. But after, even just like just looking at the box score and from what I've seen from Cowboys teams in the past, and this, this season particularly, I think Tony Pollard's the better option here. But yeah. once again, if maybe you have a lot of running backs and you need a wide receiver, you're paying a decent price, but I'm not going to say it's going to burn you. I agree. Well, I agree. I think, listen, I'd be happy with having either of those guys. I'll make this one short and sweet. I'd be happy happy with having either of those guys on my team. If you need to fill a need, fill the need. But if all things are even, if it's in a vacuum, I'm taking Tony Pollard over Puka Nakua every time. Agreed. I agree. Uh, This one coming from our good friend, Patty, from the brew house. Hey, boys, I got my kid Jet and his buddy Braden in the car. Shout out Jet and Braden. Shout out Jet and Braden. They play on the U9 Dash one Beaumont Bar Down, great team name. Sniz, yeah. Oh my That's goodness, a, that is about as new generation of a team name as you could find. It's gone to the days of driving the, to- the Beaumont Buttes or the Beaumont <laughs> Blizzard. I know is the name of their lacrosse, junior B lacrosse team down there. They're the Beaumont Bar Down now. I know a kid named Jet. Like that kid's going J Bar every play. That's a that is a <laughs> that is a feisty name. I know that kid can play. So shout out Jet, shout out Braden, shout out to Beaumont Bar Down. Uh, Patty from the Brewhouse, a great friend of the program, uh, as is everyone at the Canadian Brewhouse, uh, a great sponsor of the show, and providing the prizing for our Fantasy Frenzy Hockey Pool. I, I've, there's been a few more messages rolling in. I, I'm going to try and get to reply to all the texts, so if you're not actually listening, you're just texting um, at the moment for, for information. One more time, e-transfer $25 to Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R, at sports1440.ca and 
Once you do, make sure you include your email in the message box of the e-transfer, and Connor will email you back with the login info for the pool. If you have already done that and you did not get a reply from Connor or maybe you forgot to put your email in there, just send Connor an email with the details about like your name and stuff that the e-transfer would have been sent under, etc. We want to get everybody in. If you've, if you've sent the money, we, of course, want to get you in the league and a chance to win these great prizes and compete against us. I've got a team in it. Connor's got a team in it. Kevin Carius has a team in it. Mm. You get your teammate, Declan? I don't yet, but I'm obviously going to get in. You got there. you got time. I need Connor to like spot me twenty of the twenty five <laughs> though first. He, he's got some Gregor Show money, so yeah, I need him to yeah. spot me. Classic Connor Halley. Um, all right, couple more questions. Actually, you know what? One more. I, I hope we're reading the same one because there's one I want to get to, and I think Kay. we maybe we may be trolled here. You tee the, you tee this up, Declan. What on the one sports fourteen forty le- uh, text line. Hey fellas, I have Kelsey in a dynasty league, but I'm looking to get younger. Would you trade Kelsey for Pitts and Trey Lance? That comes in from HVAC Terry. I think we may be getting bamboozled here. I think we may be getting trolled a little bit, as the kids say. And listen, if that is a legitimate question, I'm never doing that in a, in a million years. Um, but Kyle Pitts has all the talent in the world, but we're, we're shown he's just not. I mean, Johnny Smith is basically the tight end one in that Falcons offense. Trey Lance is, what, third quarterback on the Cowboys uh, depth chart? Not looking to get any 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 reps anytime soon i mean i'm never making that trade in a million years listen if you're trying to pull one on us you got me because i read that and had to sit here and be like what what's going on here but if that's a legitimate offer no never kyle pitts came alive this weekend finally so much for the people like our own connor halley that have uh, been holding on for dear life finally showing a little bit of life getting some targets getting some catches and tacking on some yardages Couldn't quite get to everybody's messages, but don't worry. We'll be back tomorrow from 11 to 12. The rest of today on Sports 1440, we got the lowdown with Low Tide coming up noon to 2, and then the Jason Greger Show taking you home from 2 to 6. Want to make sure we thank Canadian Brew House sponsoring the Fantasy Inbox for the day, and, of course, our presenting sponsor, Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Big thanks to Declan for sitting in with me. Makes the hour go by a lot quicker when you got somebody to bounce topics around with. Now time for a top-of-the-hour Sports 1440 update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com.